Welcome to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, the ultimate resource for professionals looking to improve their English skills. If you have an intermediate to advanced level of English and you want to improve or experience a lack of time and practice opportunities, we're here to help. Every week, you'll have a new episode that addresses your specific English language needs providing tips and insights to help you excel in business meetings, negotiate contracts, deliver impactful presentations, or engage in casual conversations with international colleagues. Don't let the lack of time and practice hold you back. Tune in and unlock your full potential as a fluent English speaker. Video games. Can they make your English better? And if so, how can they help you in your process? Are any type of video games good for learning English? Spoiler alert. Nope, not every type of video game is good for improving your English. There are particular types, particular categories with specific characteristics that are the ones that are going to be useful for you to make your English a lot better. To explore this topic further, we have Sara Riescos. Sara is an English teacher with research experience in using video games as tools to teach vocabulary and to improve overall English skills. So with Sarah, we are going to be discussing the different types of video games there are to learn English or to improve your English that covers both commercial video games, such as the ones you will play on a regular basis, yes, or like the ones you will see commercials about or ads about on the internet and also video games that are specifically designed to improve your English. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about strategies on how to get the best out of the video games because we don't want you to become addicted or to evade reality by using a video game. Everything should be used as a tool and should be used correctly. So Sarah is going to give us all those tips and strategies on what type of video games to use, how to use them properly, and what types of video games are going to be the best. Like we're going to suggest titles. She's going to suggest very specific titles that you should use in your everyday practice of the English language. So without further ado, here is our conversation with our very dear English teacher, Sara Riascos. Sara Riascos, thank you very much for being with us today on the Fluent English Pro podcast. Thank you for inviting me, having me here. It's so nice to meet you. And thank you all for being here. Amazing. Uh, Sara, you are a very special guest today because you are going to tell us about a very interesting topic, which is how to learn English through video games. Because sometimes people like think learning English is sitting down with a book and studying and doing exercises. And of course, that is learning English. Yes, that is part of it. But there are many other ways that you can use to complement that process. And I think video games are an amazing way to do that. I have learned a lot of English through video games, and I am sure many people can benefit from that. Before we jump into the topic as such, can you tell us a little bit uh, of your background? Because I know you, uh, you are a teacher, you're an English teacher, and you have introduced a little bit of video games and gamification into your courses. So can you tell us a little bit about your background? Okay, yeah. So um, currently I'm a teacher. I teach in the Universidad del Valle at the moment. 
Um, and as uh, my career so far, I have tried to make classes fun. So through gamification and not only this, but trying to make like classes feel like a game. So you can put as video games, you can put or set points when you do something or activities or games. So um, not only for like kids or teenagers, but also with adults, like all of us can still having fun when we are learning. So uh, besides this, um, I will teach virtually. So I give virtual classes and through these classes it is possible and very easy to introduce video games so we can like project the video games that we're playing or I can set a video game for my students to have as a homework and I have tried to not use only like educational games but also commercial games like I don't know a League of Legends or <laughs> the kind of games that everyone knows and um, to try to to learn English at the moment so this is my background. I try to use as many games and video games or any type of fun things into my teaching. Amazing. So just to contextualize the listeners, your students are not necessarily children. Your work with adults, yes, that maybe people in their 30s, in their 40s, yes. and you implement these strategies, video games and gamification with adults. Have you noticed like a change between like the traditional approach and in introducing gamification to your to your classes? Into the traditional classes, we usually use, uh, of course, projectors. We use the blackboard, but also when we introduce video games, like students, they don't think they're learning or they're in a class, so they only think about having fun, and this also benefits the learning and the classes because when you're playing something you're not thinking about okay i'm going to make a mistake or if i do this then i'm going to lose the game you're, you're just trying to try and have fun so while we learned or while we're having fun or playing the video game we start using and implementing the english things that we are learning in the classroom so the difference that I've seen is that in the traditional classes, my students, they are afraid of making mistakes. But when we implement the video games, they just talk about their experiences in the game. It doesn't matter if they're making a mistake or if the vocabulary is wrong. They just want to tell and try. So, uh, yes, they don't think about the mistakes they're making. And that for me, that's amazing. Yeah, I think removing that barrier of like the fear of making yes. mistakes is crucial like for, for improvement. Here comes my first question. I think you already answered part of it, which is like, are video games a good tool for learning English as a, as a foreign language? We, it is. So, okay, you already told us it is. Yeah, they are. They are very useful for learning a language. But now, for example, outside of the context of a class, if I am learning English or I want to improve your English and I'm home, and I start playing FIFA, like not all video games work, but some video games are more convenient. So how can I, can I, can I try to introduce video games into my process for improving my English? All right. So when we are playing a video game, of course, as you said, it depends on the video game, but almost all video games are like, imagine you are like watching a movie, but in this case, you are into the movie, you are inside the movie. So it is like an immersive experience and all the decisions on all the paths you're taking or the 
things you are doing, you have to think about it first. So in that way, if you are, for example, a person that is learning English individually, you can apply the things you're learning when you are playing the video game, because in that moment, when you're reading or when you're listening something, you have to actually think about it. And then all the things that you're doing have a consequence. Um, so in that way, you are going to practice like, having a real conversation with someone or having a real experience. It, sometimes it is not really possible, like, okay, I'm going to travel to United States or to Australia <laughs> to have like a real experience. But in this case, with video games, it is possible. So for me, um, besides learning, you can practice through it. So if you are learning English by yourself, like in your house with podcast with a book with a virtual course and you can use the video games to practice and have an immersive experience where you can apply while you're learning by yourself great yeah there, there is another aspect i didn't consider for the interview and maybe it can be like a different topic for a different discussion which is online gaming because you also have okay you have the two options you, you can do it by yourself play the game by yourself, but you can also constantly interact with people from all over the world if you are playing an online game. And that's true because even when you're, we are in like in online games, we can play with people from China, from mm. United States, maybe from Indonesia, and we all speak different languages. But the thing is that the language we have in common in almost every game is English. So that is like besides having the immersive experience that I already said, you can use this like to communicate with other people, like in real experiences and with real people, not just like uh, characters from a video game, but people from all around the world. And it's a good uh, thing because you, in that moment, you have a context in common with them, like a common place. So you have a common topic or an interested topic. So yes, it's, a, it's also like a good aspect too. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but I think it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity. Besides commercial games, and, and I know, okay, for the people listening, Sara did an amazing research on implementing video games as learning tools for uh, foreign language learners, for English specifically. But in, in your research, you include also games that are specifically designed for learning English. So these are not like the commercial games we have on PlayStation or Xbox. These are educational games. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about these games that are specially designed for learning English. Is it easy to buy them? Are they new? Are they old? Tell us a little bit more about this. Okay, so yes, the name is Educational Games. So as the name says, there are games that were made specifically to educational purposes, not only maybe for English, but also for like learning biology, mathematics. I don't know, like there's educational games for everything. In this case, uh, for language learning, they are, they were like put into the market since the eighties, I guess. Mm -hmm. So they are pretty like not common or like not recent, let's say. Um, and they're not difficult to find. Like you can find them online. You can also buy them. They are not that expensive. In my experience, when you're trying to buy like old educational games, they are pretty expensive nowadays, but we have like a bunch or like a really big list of educational games nowadays for any kind of language. In this case, for English, there's a lot more. And in my research, I tried with the one or the first educational game that I tried when I was a kid. So <laughs> it was like my idea to see or to 
try to prove, okay, I used this educational game and I remembered I learned a lot from it. So now is it like it was just me or is it like actually like helpful for people? And in my case, or in the case of the people that I worked with, it was useful. So educational games are games designed specifically and with the purpose of helping people to learn. It can be of any topic. In my case, it was like a mystery kind of game. So uh, you, could see, you could see all the vocabulary when you were exploring the cities or the places. You could see in anything like what was the name of it. You could listen to it. You could practice the pronunciation of it. and. Uh, as like as a difference from commercial games that you're going to listen a conversation maybe real fast conversation with a lot of slang and stuff in the educational video game it is really slow the pronunciation is like very clear so it is aimed for people to understand and learn from it and have fun while you're doing it so that is the difference can you recommend one or two titles of these special type of educational video games to learn english Of course. So in my case, there is a game that the name is Scribble Nuts. And the game that I tried is Who is Oscar Lake? So at the moment, both of those games are not free, but they're really cheap online. You can look for them. And both of them, like one is more aimed like for a very young age, Scribble Nuts. However, there is one research that they tried this same game with adults. And the game itself, it was amazing. They tried, they have a lot of fun. In my research, Who is Oscar Lake? It is not like, it is for any age. For me, I think it's for any age since I tried it when I was like, I don't know, eight years old. And then with my participants in my research, they were 50 years old, 50 to 60 years old, and they loved it. So I think both of those titles are really useful and those are the ones I have tried. So I, I recommend them. Are these particular games, Sarah, designed for like, like basic learners or do they cover like basic, intermediate and advanced level as well? In Who is Oscar Lake, it is like more based for basic learners. Scribble Nuts, however, is like more like you can be basic learner, but you can change the level of it. So, yes. However, when I try Who is Oscar Lake nowadays, I still learning things from it because one thing you can still practice in your pronunciation, you can also keep learning vocabulary from it. Because um, even though it's a game for basic English learners, all the vocabulary is not like so basic, not just like table, microphone or stuff, but you can learn things from the vocabulary and also grammar. So I recommend it like maybe from basic to intermediate learners. Great. So for the people listening to this episode, we are going to add links for you to go and explore these video games in case you want to implement them for yourselves or maybe for a person, you know, maybe for your children, if you have children. So yeah, amazing recommendation, Sarah. I think we have educational video games. We have commercial video games. Yes. But I don't think, I mean, commercial video games can be useful for learning English. But probably not all commercial video games are useful for learning English, right? For example, like FIFA is very entertaining. I don't think that works. For example, I don't know, something that is only like shooting or something like a sports game might not be the type of game we want to implement. We can learn vocabulary, but it will not be a lot of things we are going to, to, to learn. What do you think are like the characteristics or the dynamics 
a commercial video game should have for you to use it to improve your English? All right. So a characteristic that I think it's crucial for a, a commercial video game to have in order to use it to practice and also for learning is that that game um, must have like very clear vocabulary. In this case, one example, I think everyone knows the Sims the game is uh, even though that game doesn't have like you cannot you're not going to listen to a conversation from it all the things for example you're going to build a house in that house you're going to see all the names or all everything that all the objects that you're going to find in that house so that is going to be a game where you're going to learn a lot of vocabulary and also uh, learn from it but if you're for example you are like an intermediate learner or an advanced English learner it's crucial to look for games that have a story. So like a background story and where your decisions have like a consequences. So where the type of games where you can have different paths, there's a lot of games like that nowadays. I don't know. I can think about The Walking Dead, for example, is a very known title. And in those type of games, you're going to have a character with different characteristics, but you're going to have a background story that you must understand in order to advance in the story. So in that way, as you are understanding and understanding the vocabulary, the context of everything, you're going to make decisions. And as you take those decisions, you're going to have different endings and stuff. So... Even though, as you said, not all the games like shooting games or FIFA or sporting games, we have games with story, more like drama games, for example. We have The Last of Us, it's an, another known title, where, as I said before, all your decisions have consequences. So in that order, you're going to pay a lot of attention while you're learning. Okay, so this is a new word for me. I'm going to take a note. I'm going to research what that means so when i understand it's like okay so this is a bad thing i should not go for it and then you're going to learn and as when we have like games with stories almost like all the important things are repetitive so you're going to listen to that word again and again and again and in that way you're going to get used to it as you get used to it you're going to learn it so that is a good characteristic games with background stories Great. Yeah, I think that, that's that's a very good way to explain it. Uh, and what you say, the decisions you make impact the development of the story. So that's very important. Yeah, I remember I used to do a lot of uh, games with that with the background stories, strategy games a lot of long time ago and uh, mission games like yeah. where you're like you're a spy. Then you have to go collect something and take it to the base, stuff like that. Like you have to follow instructions and make decisions in order to get there. And also a little bit of like those uh, role-playing games because uh, they have a lot of missions. You need to do things in order to improve your level. So I think those, those are very, very good games and very entertaining as well. Yeah, as you say, role-playing, since you have to play the role of a person, you're not like being yourself, but you have to play as another person and do the missions and stuff. I think that's amazing. And you're learning without thinking about the learning itself. You're just thinking about having fun. So that is a very good way to learn. Excellent, excellent. Um, and also, I think you associate the visuals and the what you hear, what you experience, your emotions with with the language. Exactly. So, like, it's, it's a very complete experience, yes, yes, very actually, immersive. I haven't think about that, but yes, that's true. Good. Um, now, let's speak a little bit about age, because usually we associate video games. Well, I think we are a different generation, but 
video games are usually associated with uh, kids or teenagers but i think a lot of adults in or generation of adults in my case like millennials we do play a lot of video games so is there like an age barrier or an age bracket for this or do, or do video games work for everybody in this case in my belief and after my research i certainly believe that video games work for everyone um, I have read a lot of um, research about maybe adults from 80 years old, like they are playing, still playing video games. So I think it's a, like a common stereotype to associate the video games with younger people. Um, and that's not like, it depends on the type of video game, I guess. So it's like, it is like a very childish video game. Maybe not all the adults are going to enjoy it. And if it is like a very violent video game, not every child is going to enjoy it. And it's not like recommended for their ages. So I guess it has to be, you have to think before buying or playing the video game. Um, so all the video games, they have like a niche that you can play if it is like for mature people, if it is like um, available for children. So that is a very important aspect before playing it. But we have video games that are for everyone and that is everyone. Everyone can have fun by playing them. You can also learn or play the video game with a child, with your teenage daughter or son, so, or maybe with a family member. But um, my, like one of my motivations to have this research or to explore this topic was that uh, since in the moment, as I stated before, I'm a teacher for not just younger learners, but for adults. Those adults, the age gap can be from 18 years old to 70 years old. So if I want to play a video game with them, I have to make sure that it is like available for everyone. And so, yes, I think it is common for adults at those ages to think at first, okay, this is not for me. This is going to be really difficult games are not for me i rather play another games and that's that may be true all of type of games doesn't have to be a video game like a traditional game can be helpful but uh, we have to let go of those stereotypes and try if you play the game and you're like okay this is not for me this was very difficult this was more stressful than fun then it's like it's valid but i think everyone should give it a try and it can be helpful for all type of ages now, I would like to ask you about what could be negative aspects of video games, because as you might, might, might know, sometimes people use video games for fun, but sometimes you, people use it because they are evading situations, you know, uh, or sometimes people have addictions to video games. So what are aspects that we should, we should consider at the moment of using video games in order to to improve our language learning for example one thing you mentioned is maybe it will be it wouldn't be a good idea to use very violent games because that's my that might raise your stress levels so what are some things we need to take care of or pay attention to at the moment of using this strategy in our process all right so i think if you're like aiming to use a video game with the objective of learning English, that objective must be like really clear in the moment you start playing it. So as you said, and you mentioned before, video games are like very addictive. So it is very easy to get addicted to a game and you start playing it and you're having so much fun. And then an hour, an hour passed by, then two hours, three hours, four hours, and you go on the rest of the day. 
And you, in that moment, you start like losing the objective that you had first. So I think in that aspect, video games can be negative. And uh, in the moment you start like having them and playing them with, with losing that objective that you had at first, they may get like as something negative for you and not as a learning tool. So as I think is that uh, they start being like something like just for having fun and they lose their tool, like characteristic in that moment. So in order to avoid this, I guess you should have the objective real clear at first, maybe like having a, an, like a notebook where you have, you can take notes, you can take notes of the vocabulary that is new for you, then you can go back and search, okay, I learned this, this word is still unknown for me. You can try to put the meaning you think um, was the meaning before, like actually looking for it in a dictionary or something like that. So um, as when you have a class, it is valid to have fun and stuff, but you should be like in your education and learning mode. Um, in that moment, you are like going to have, okay, so I'm going to play for one hour, maybe two hours at least. Yeah, limit, the, limit your time. Exactly. Limit your time is like very important when you are learning because it's like having a class. We're not going to have a class like for six hours long. So it's something like that. And we have to have repetitions when we're learning vocabulary. So we learn these, we can go back to it. And yes, another like negative aspect that I have seen uh, for from playing video games is that sometimes as everything, they may glitch, they may have some errors, or maybe you're playing something and you're going to lose your progress because you forgot to like save your party or something like that. So that may get like having like a stressful feeling for you. And, okay, okay, I don't like this. Or going back and having like bad or negative feelings so yes we must be careful with them in order for it to have, be like a good experience and a positive experience and not something that make it like an addiction or a negative mm -hmm. great great okay now i think the, the the part that is going to call to get the attention of our listeners is what are like specific video games we will recommend like people who are improving their English in order to, to make it better, particularly like intermediate and advanced learners. You already mentioned some very good examples. Uh, I think you mentioned The Last of Us. You mentioned The Walking Dead. Uh, can you mention like other genres or maybe specific titles of video games that you say, hey, these are good ones to learn English or to improve your English? Okay, so I guess... This depends on like, what do you want to improve? For example, if your objective is to improve vocabulary, I totally recommend, for example, The Sims, as I said before, because it's a really simple game where you're going to have the vocabulary of absolutely every object in a house, in a city, the feelings, the clothes. So it's a very good title for learning vocabulary. But if you're aiming to improving your listening, also your reading, there is a lot of titles that I said, um, I have mentioned The Last of Us, The Walking Dead. There is this new game that is called Detroit Becomes Human. It is really interesting and it's the type of game that I mentioned before. And this is an action game, so it is not horror or something like that. If taking into account that The Last of Us and The Walking Dead are horror titles. And Detroit Becomes Human is a video game when where you're going to play as an android in a like a future space um i don't there is a movie that is called i robot it is very similar to it so you're going to start being a robot that is, is starting to have feelings 
you are going to try to start to make like a revolution or something like that. It all depends on your decisions. So playing those kind of video games, like watching a movie where you are the protagonist. In that case, I guess this is going to be for intermediate and advanced learners. Um, so I think that it works for action. We have more genres such as drama and video games, but I don't really explore that, that genre of video games. But I think those three, as for in my experience, are really helpful. We have also, I forgot the name of this video game. Um, there are video games like they are settled in the war context. So, and we have also historic or historic based video games where you're going also not learning like English, but you're going to have some background. And one that may be like surprising um, and maybe you know it, GTA San Andreas. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. surprisingly, this is also a very good a very good game for learning English because it is like based in a real city in the United States where you're going to hear and listen people speaking. They are going to speak you like uh, having a real conversation with different accents, with slang. And that is very useful. And you have, you're going to have, as you said before, like very specific missions in the city where you're going to interact with people from different parts of the world. So for me, this is more, as again, intermediate, advanced, but it depends on you because you can be a basic English learner and playing it. But also if you're an advanced English learner, you're going to have like a lot of immersion into slang English if you are not, if it is not possible to travel actually into United States. But yes, I guess this game has been really helpful for me. And also like if you want to have a little context on the United States cities and how it works. So yes, for slang, because slang is very useful. English is not only, hello, how are you? My name is Sarah. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> but we have also a lot of things that we can learn from it. So I think that is my last recommendation. GTA San Andreas is violent game. So <laughs> have to take that into account. Thank you so much for these recommendations. Actually, I like that these, these are very popular games. So they are very easy to find and, and easy to buy. So for the people listening, if you have your video games set up in Spanish, or in Portuguese or in your native language, you get to stop and switch the settings into English. Your video games, all of them, every new title you buy, every title you play should be in English immediately. Even FIFA should be in English. Great. Sarah, thank you so much. Really appreciate all the knowledge and all the very interesting information you have shared with us today. And we are looking forward to having you in a future interview. Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate uh, all the questions that you made. I, I think I also learned a lot from you here as we were speaking. So thank you so much. I really hope this is helpful for the people that is learning. And as David says, please change your settings, put your video games in English, try to buy and play as much video games as you can. It is really helpful. It is really fun. And in Steam, you can also like find a lot of educational games that are really cheap. I think Steam right now is having like a lot of uh, sales. So you can go and try to look for it. And that's it. Thank you so much as well. Thank you very much. For those listening, remember, go check the show notes. You're going to have links to the video games, screenshots and additional information so you can explore these titles. And also remember to follow us on TikTok as Fluent English Pro. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, your ultimate resource to enhance your English skills. Subscribe to our podcast to access new episodes and take your English skills to the next level. Feel free to contact us with any questions, suggestions, or specific topics you would like us to cover. Reach out at info at fluentenglishpro.com and visit fluentenglishpro.com for more resources. Until next time.